Hey, it's Naughty. And I'm the Teach, and welcome to Naughty and the Teach. This week, we are your favorite moisturized black hotties. Yes, keeping that lotion, keeping ourselves moisturized in this summer heat. Naughty, how have you been? I've been good. You know, I feel like very confident, very sure of myself. You know, uh, perspective has changed. So I'm good. Living life. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to hear all of that for you. That that really makes me happy. That really is you taking good ownership of the day, your life, everything around you. So that's great. I'm feeling good, too. I'm really just relaxing. I haven't really got myself into much um, this summer. But, um, you know, because travel prices is really expensive. So once that start to come down or they figure it out and they stop canceling flights when you book them, that would be nice. No, I feel that. I Because of, um, you know, planes and things, I've been looking at going to uh, Toronto by train because I think... Word. I'm Yeah, by train uh, because I kind of want to go, if they have it, Carnival, or if Drake has it again, OVO Fest, you know, get crazy. And at least I I know I can get there on the train. That it won't a, a conductor won't be like, nah, I'm good. And it's canceled. One of the things I'm thinking about is um, doing one of those scenic route trains, um, but getting like the compartment where you could sleep and everything. Spend a little bit like a day or two on the train. I don't really know how it works, but I'm looking at all the different options to really get out there and explore the world or the country. Shout out to Amtrak because they do have um, like 11 day deals across the Northeast or to go. um, I know they have, I I looked at deals for the Northeast. So if you want to do like a, you know, go down to like South Carolina. I know they have trips to to California too. And, you know, and they, they tell you where you can stop and they do like one day stops, two day stops. But if you're invested in like a two week thing, let me know. Yeah, I'll definitely go and touch base with you. But um, all Look right. Look at us so- making plans on the podcast like we're not friends yeah. in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, secret to know in the teach we're not. We don't even talk before we start recording. So yeah, now you know. That's a joke, other. obviously. So let me not say that before people start to speculate and we get people sliding in ideas. Oh, I knew there was some tension between the two of you. Um, all right, so let's get to our first segment, which is popping off. We have no sound. We're currently re- reworking the sound effect that we normally would use, so let's just jump right into it. Okay. So, Nardi, the queen of the podcast, how are we popping off today? See, you can call me the queen of the podcast, but I would never say, like, king of the podcast. That's, that's okay. That's weird. You can be, like, Prince Philip, like, no, Prince of I, the podcast. I don't, don't compare me to Prince Philip. That's... No, 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 no. I'm not comparing you as a person. What I'm saying is before he used to be a duke only and then he got mad because his son outranked him so he became a prince. Oh. So prince well, of the you, podcast. You could just call me the teach. I'm okay with that. That's <laughs> fine with me. But um, so some of you may have seen online yet another celebrity slash influencer has uh, been hospitalized for holding in their farts. Yes, holding in their farts. This time it was, uh, I think... You say it, VTube, a Brazilian influencer. Um, they were holding in like their farts because they weren't in the farting stage with their boyfriend. But it got so bad. That's fucking dumb. It got so bad that um, they couldn't like lay in bed. And so their boyfriend had to take them to the hospital. And then, um, you know, obviously they said like, you know, you have trapped gas. And they were, she was able to be released, but, you know, she, at the airport she needed a wheelchair. And if you've ever had to get a wheelchair at the airport... Tons of paperwork, and you have to, like, have all this medical shit. So, like, it must have been, like, very, like, severe discomfort and, like, you know, debilitating to the point where she couldn't walk. So, yeah. And just to add on to this, because I know, you know, I've been there. You're like, I don't want to poop or I don't want to fart in front of this person. LOL. You, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you're, you know, you're probably grown. So, so take a shit. Yeah, poop, fart, fart. whatever you got to do. This shit. This is worse than because now you're enduring pain by just not doing the things that we know you do. And I just got to say, it's also doctors encourage people not to hold in their farts because it goes back into your bloodstream and comes out as a burp. So you're just farting out your mouth, which is disgusting. I mean, some people enjoy that, I guess. I don't know. Mm, Burp on me. Let me spill your shitty breath. I do have to ask the question, though. What stage is the correct stage to be comfortable enough to fart or poop in the presence of your significant other. 
you know the first day i don't know i feel like according to doctors it's immediately immediately like, when you poop or like his i know um i have a friend who like they were gonna go link up with somebody like you know that's like a, a one night kind of thing and they were like i knew i'd take a shit so they bought an air freshener on their way to the guy's house excuse me so that they could use the bathroom and keep it put because they were like she was like i knew once i got there it was just all gonna come out it was gonna be quick so it, even that to even have to think like i don't want to be in the bathroom for 10 15 minutes and to say oh by the time i get there it's gonna be a five minute shit so i could just bring air freshener and be okay keep it like up. just to let you know if you spray an air freshener the other person's gonna know that you shit. did something shit. in there you just don't smell it you just smell air freshener or maybe you smell air freshener and shit depending on how good the air freshener is and just like how there's all these memes about like um uh women like washing their vagina with with like hand soap before they like on a summer day before they have sex niggas are Wait, not... that's the thing well because you're sweaty so the whole point is that you don't smell like sweat which I think is actually, that's actually a consideration. If you're like, you think you're going to have sex and be like, oh, let me freshen up because I like, I don't want to be all sweaty. Also, like, no, I don't think anybody likes that feeling of like sweat, like sticking to them. Yeah. You know? True. So like you're, yeah. you're cleaning yourself up to have sex. It's like the, you're it's being a consideration co- for yeah. the other person. It's or not for you, for you too. Yeah. It's like you're taking care of yourself and you're being considerate. So like, you know, if obviously the people you're sleeping with are noticing and it's okay. Also, if they want to put themselves inside of your body, you should be able to like be yourself. Yeah. You should definitely, if they don't, if they have a problem with you farting or taking a shit when you need to take a shit, why are you with them? Also like, it is childish. And I get it. Like, but it does seem like she's only 21 years old. So yeah, I also, I, and I also get that like, um, obviously like some things like in embarrassing, um, you know, you know, I get that, you know, like letting one rip could be embarrassing, but like, what would you rather? Would you rather fart or, you know, be in such extreme abdominal pain and have to go to the hospital for hosing in a fart? You know what I mean? You can just say like, oh, excuse me, my bad and make a joke out of it. The fact that we're talking about it means it's mainstream. So everybody knows now. So it's not like it's a big secret. And so, no, so another. This, isn't, this is the second time, at least I've heard about it. At least coming from Brazil as well. Yes, and it was another. I think the way you said the other person's name is Poach, or yeah, because it's not Pouch, because it's P O A C H. That's what I think is or Poyak. I don't. I don't know. Don't, I don't speak Portuguese. So sorry, but yeah. So that and that was in March. So from March to July, two people were hospitalized for the same thing. You know, and I feel like I know that when you don't use the bathroom, like if if you don't like pee, um, at least for uh, people with uteruses, you can get a UTI, you can get a yeast infection, you can it can cause incontinence if you're or like uh, uncontrollable peeing um, if you hold it in. So like, what would you rather? Like for real, for real, like use the bathroom, fart. Or all these other horrendous problems that are probably much more embarrassing if they happen to you. Yeah. Go to the bathroom. It's expected. If the person you're with doesn't want you to fart or to use the bathroom, maybe you should think about somebody else. Think and, of somebody who's more grown up and understand how humans work. And listen, like if you, I feel like also like, I know pe- I've had conversations where people are like, oh, I don't want to fart during sex. You could just lie and say it was a queef. Listen, keep it pushing. Yo. Sometimes, like, oh man, you really fucking me. I, sometimes I it goes when you don't want it to go. It just happens, but it's I'm, better than having trapped gas and I'm, having all types of problems. Gotta say, but also it does sound like it's not really on the the boyfriend. It sounds like this is it, a thought that she had. So we gotta understand that we should be using our bodily functions. We're humans. We all do yeah, the same thing. Women, men. Women are not they, human. They are perfect creatures that never have anything out of place. This is why women get trapped gas when you hear uh, stuff like that. Yeah, that's the idea. That's so that's why when you have that whole archaic way of thinking, please don't use that. Understand. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. Yeah, she definitely was. And I'm trying to play off of that by saying that's an archaic way of thinking. When you understand how humans work, then it makes it all good. Yeah, I yeah. Please use the bathroom. Yes, um, I just wanted to give a quick, quick popping off. It's about the blue face, Chris, Chrisian, uh, Chrisian, Chrisian, rock drama. 
I said a couple of weeks ago that if you wanted to just f- consume something that's rather silly, but also now it's kind of just sad, is this was going to be the gift that kept giving if you liked reality television or whatever the case may be. Following it up, because I made that statement before, it has gotten crazy. Um, first, <laughs> they got into a fight. I guess he broke up with her. Who knows? Um, then he was like, uh, she, she, she was missing a tooth, and she got a new tooth put in, in. And he was saying that she's different ever since she got the new tooth. That he so paid she, for. So she took the tooth out, and then she was sad, and he was just, it was, it's, it's all about this power dynamic. And you can see that this power dynamic is, it's just sad. Anyway, she got a new tooth. But the tooth, the, the caveat of getting the new tooth is his face is now on the tooth. Yes, it's a picture of his face on the tooth. Oh, yeah, his face. She also has a picture of his face on her neck. Now, we're she, not I mean, here. She has a tattoo of his face Sorry, on his neck. Tattoo uh, uh, on her neck of his face. Now, we're not here to knock love. Love is love, but we're here to there's knock some love that's, that makes you go, ooh, this does not sound healthy. This is toxic. And um, this is that relationship. She um, recently shared a photo of him trying to say, ooh, this is why I'm so stuck and caught up. But I don't think there's anything that should have you really questioning yourself and your decisions and how you want to portray or present yourself because of how the person you're with or dating or whatever feels about you. So, um. I, I guarantee you it's not over. It just seems like the gift that keeps giving. Um, I don't want to recommend it anymore because now it's just taking a turn to be just sad. Um, this also is the same girl who beat up his sister and his mother. So she got two uppities since she got that new tooth put in. So, yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's like it's really unfortunate because it's like obviously Blueface is a very insecure person, but obviously so is she. So like... I guess, like, that's how they found each other is because, like, you know, there's some kind of attraction. Like, you know, like recognizes like, and they saw that in each other. But he, I think, because the picture that uh, the teacher's talking about or the video is him, like, spreading, like, $100 bills across his arm. So, like, he has more authority because he has more money. And it, you know. I thought it was about his, because it's like an underwear picture, no? Or underwear video? You Yes, but he's spreading money on his arms. That's what he's putting on his arms. He's he's showing oh. how much money he has. The comments were all about him in his underwear. I know, but but I think it's also important to note that he was flaunting all of this money. Got you. Got you. You know, so th- that's where his authority comes in because who's paying for these teeth? It's him. That's why she's taking them out. Like it, it's him paying for it. Who's paying for the tattoo? He's paying for it. You know where is she staying? At his house. You know. So all these things come into play, and uh, unfortunately, you know, in this kind of like very toxic situation, she, she can't get out of it. He can't get out of it until they make a mental change. Because I'm sure there are people telling her, "Leave him, leave him, leave him," and that's like putting a battery in her back to stay with him. You know, because that's always what happens. Look at Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it's. If, you know, so if someone had told them, like, be together, they'd probably been like, oh, fuck this. Like, you, you like us. Um, so whatever. So I don't know if people are rooting for the relationship. I haven't really picked up on that. But again, we'll see. But as we, we, we've talked about struggle love, and this is definitely that. Yeah. I mean, maybe they end up together. It seems highly unlikely. But, you know, love is love, I guess. I, yeah. I can't call it. All right. So. Um, that is it for popping off. We're going to move into our digging deep and our digging deep. We decided to do something a little bit different, at least a little bit for the summer is we're going to be taking some tests (laughs) and the tests that we're going to be taking are more about our personalities, our love languages and our attachment styles. So Nordy and I uh, got together and we took, um, some tests we took only we, we wanted to take the test when it's closer to the episode, so we only focused on one. And the text test that we took recently was the Myers Briggs type indicators, which uh, stands for MBTI. And we wanted to get one a better understanding of ourselves, 
we wanted to understand we understand that this isn't like the be all end all it's not like this is going to tell us who we are but it'll help to give us a sense or an idea you know we there might be things that we saw we'd be like oh yeah we agree with that there might be some things that we see we go oh hell no that's not accurate but i could say at least for me there's a lot that was said in my test that made me go oh shit that that's, definitely that's, definitely was for his that's definitely on the nose so the thing that made this interesting of what we did is we decided to take the test together but the twist that we're going to do is we're not going to share our own personal results i'm going to be sharing Nordy's, and Nordy is is going to be sharing the teachers how exciting so um in order for you to understand this test there are 16 um mbti or myers-briggs type indicators um, they, they make up five letters of your personality of type. Um, in the description, we're going to include where you can take the test. We're going to include some graphics that might be helpful for you and ways to understand and break down each of them. Um, we're also going to give you, obviously, a link so you can do all of that. So we started with an understanding of... Oh, actually, before we go with our predictions, let me let me just explain a bit what the tests are. So... There are five categories. There's mind, energy, nature, tactics, and identity. The mind is the trait that determines how we interact with our environment. Energy is the trait that shows what we direct our mental energy to. Nature is the trait that determines how we make decisions and cope with our emotions. Tactics, it's the trait reflects our approach to work, planning, and decision-making. An identity, the trait underpins all others, showing how confident we are in our abilities and our decisions. In each of these parts, there is two letters that can go for them. So for the mind, there's an E and an I. And an E stands for extroversion and the I stands for introversion. Extroversion is directing energy towards the outer world of people and objects. Introversion means directing energy towards the inner world of experience and ideas. For energy, the two letters that corresponds to it is sense and intuition. I'm sorry. Oh, observing and intuition. And it's um, observing is concentration mostly on what can be perceived by the five senses. And intuition is concentrating mostly on perceiving patterns and interrelationships. For nature, it's thinking and feeling. Thinking is concluding according to logical analysis with a focus on objectivity and detachment. Feeling is concluding according to personal and social values with a focus on understanding and harmony. For tactics, there's judging and perspecting, perceiving, excuse me, judging inclining towards the decisiveness and closure resulting in dealing with outer world, uh, the outer world and perceiving is inclining towards the flexibility and spontaneity resulting in dealing with the outer world. So decisiveness and closure, flexibility and spontaneity are the difference. Um, the last two letters are to measure your identity, which is A for assertive and T for turbulent. Um, we made predictions, but we were not aware of the last two. Mm -hmm. um, the, sorry, the last letter, which is the identity. So we didn't make an, uh, a prediction initially for assertive and for turbulent. Um, we Honestly, because we, we just didn't know. We, yeah. We went into this only knowing the first four. And we're like, oh, shit, look at that. But those were interesting things to find out about ourselves as well. Yeah, it was a, a, a it was definitely <laughs> an eye-opening pop once once it has. So, um, are we ready for predictions? Yes. Are you going to do yours first or mine first? Uh, Let's do mine first. Okay. Cool. So, Naughty Flower, her prediction was an I, which is introvert, N, what is N, <laughs> um, or observant. Uh, N is wait, so N is intuition based. Intuition, excuse me, introversion intuition, feelings, and judging. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I was a judgmental person. Do you think I'm right? Do you think I'm wrong? Pause here and write down what you think I am right now. <laughs> okay, now you're ready to listen. All right. So, uh, you want me to read your results or you want to get my prediction? 
Um, how do you want to do it? We, I'm so sorry. We didn't plan this, huh? Do, do the prediction for me because we're okay. supposed to take turns. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, the teacher's prediction was E for extrovert, N for, um, so sorry, for, intu- for intuition-based. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Sorry, going back. Um, T for, can you tell them what it is? Thinking. For thinking-based and P. For perceiving. Mm. So he thinks he's not judgmental. So but, Wait, wait, take a break. What do you think he is? Write it down. Okay. All right. So the results for Naughty is she is an ENFP-T, which the personality trait stands for campaigner. So let me break this down how it broke down. For her mind, she was mostly extroverted. For her energy, she was mostly intuitive. For her nature, she was mostly an F for feelings. For her tactics, she was mostly prospecting. However, it's a 54 to 46 split between prospecting and judging. And for her identity, it was mostly turbulent. And um, just to give you, like, so you know what we're talking about, for the Myers-Briggs personality breakdown, they give you um, a a breakdown across a hundred percent spectrum. So that's why the teacher is saying that I was like 68 or mostly turbulent because it's not, you're not completely one thing. And Myers Briggs makes it a point to say that, um, you can like, they, they have a whole premium account that we did not get, but they give you tips about how to work on whatever aspect you want to work on so that you could be more observant or more logical and things like that. Yeah. Um, all right. So the teach, so the teach, his personality type was ESFJ-A, and what, which uh, they categorize as a council. So his mind is uh, 84% extroverted. His energy, uh, or as he said, he's, he, what, how did you say it? Uh, observant. Okay, no, yeah. So his energy was 51% observant. So basically right in the middle between being um, observant and intuitive. intuitive yeah. uh, his nature is 67% feeling. Tactics um, or his approach to work <laughs> and things was 61% judgmental. That's- so he was wrong. Um, and uh, his identity is 83% observant. Assertive. Assertive, sorry. Yes. Assertive, assertive. I, I agree with mostly all of this. The energy one was interesting because I'm like right on the line. I'm 4951, more observant than intuitive. So that's where the S comes in for um, sensing, um, but not for intuition, which would have been an N like Naughty had. But I, that, that was a very interesting one to me. So I'm going to give you what a breakdown of Naughty's personality type so naughty is known as the campaigner enfps are free spirits among us they are often the life of the party and enjoy deep social and emotional connections with others they are charming energetic and compassionate they see life as a complex construct but through emotion and compassion interested in deeper meaning Uh, another way to do it a set of adjectives to understand enfp enthusiastic Creative, spontaneous, optimistic, supportive, playful. They value inspiration, enjoy starting new projects, and seize potential in others. Throwback to our um, media influence episode and how I said that uh, I recommended the song Way Back Into Love. And literally in the song, it says, um, I need inspiration, not just another negotiation. So right on, hit the nail on the head. For real. Um, based on hearing that, what's your reactions? Um, I feel like the spontaneity may not be like, I feel like that's not 100% correct. But then at the same time, um, I'm also a get up and go kind of person. So I guess that's spontaneous. Yeah, that could be it. So do you think that it's accurate? Do you think it's off? What part would you say? Oh, no. No, I think I think it's very accurate. I think those are adjectives that I would call myself do you think that's accurate because you see me from a different perspective i do i think a lot of it is is you but as we go on i'll really point out some of them all right so now we are going to dig into the teach 
uh, his little abbreviation or the blurb of the council is uh, ESFJs make up 12% of the population, and that's a lot of people, and are part of the popular crowd. They are often cheerleaders and quarterbacks in high school. That was not his position, but he did play sports. Um, he did play football. And they lead their teams to victory and navigate challenges with zest. Later on in life, they support friends and families in the same way they bring people together. And the adjectives that would describe him are, or counsels are friendly, outgoing, reliable, conscientious, organized, practical, uh, seek to be helpful and please others, very true, um, and enjoy being active and productive. Yeah, I think a lot of this is, is, is accurate. I don't like that it's the popular kids, it's 12% of the population. I'm not special. I'm part of a big crowd. When they make up 12% of the population, 12% is a lot of people. It is. But I do think that, um, I mean, just because you're popular, you could be popular for different reasons. Yeah, that's true. You, you don't have to be like the popular asshole in no, high school. No, no, I get it. I mean, in high school, when you're, you know, popular, it's, it's all in. But as an adult being popular, it don't mean shit. It don't pay no bills. Or does it? Or maybe it does. I don't know. If you want OnlyFans, you want to be popular. That's paying the bills. True, true, true. Um, if you're a podcaster like we are, being popular... Yeah, point. it does help. Um, I do have to say the one thing that I'm willing to admit now is I do have a problem of trying to please others. I think that it's I I think it's an issue that I definitely need to address. I think I'm really more focused on others and their joy, their excitement, their pleasure, whatever it might be, more than I am about myself. Um, I've heard that criticism many, many times from I, me as well. So. I will have to admit that, yes, that, that is definitely something that I want to work on. So um, we gave you a little bit of an introduction. I'm now going to talk about um, some strengths and weaknesses um, of Naughty's The Campaigner and her personality type. So here are some strengths for The Campaigner. Campaigners are curious, perceptive, they're enthusiastic, excellent communicators, festive, and good-natured. Naughty, how do you feel about those? Um, I don't know about, like, I don't know. I feel like great communicator for me is a stretch, only because I think about things. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm not giving, giving myself enough credit, but I feel like I think about things a lot before I say them. And so sometimes, like, I feel like communication is also, like, being able to say something in the moment. So I don't know if that's... You know, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I agree with everything else. So, a communicator is something that you would work on, if anything. Yeah. Do you want to read my strengths, or should I read your weaknesses and then you read them both? For read me. Read your weaknesses. No, your weaknesses. You want yeah. me to do it? Okay. So, campaigners' weaknesses. Campaigners are people pleasing, unfocused, <laughs> disorganized, overly accommodating, overly optimistic, and restless. Oh, snap judgment. How do you feel? What is um, from, especially from things you said to me when, um, okay, well, I know that I can be overly accommodating and I feel like that's hand in hand with people pleasing. I, uh, just like from those, dis those adjectives, I don't necessarily know what the difference is between being accommodating and people pleasing. Cause if you're accommodating other people, you're pleasing them, um, which I know I do very often. And, um, people tell me often, uh, then what were the other? Hey, oh, I, I just got that. I just got that. What? Oh, I thought you were trying to make a, a joke about how you. People, please. Yes. And oh, I was going to make a. I feel like that plays into what I was going to say, like disorganized, because I'm trying to think about my thoughts and I'm obviously disorganized. Like I'm playing with my hair right now because I just can't, to help me focus. Um, definitely disorganized. That that's just been my whole life. I have come come. Compared myself to and have been compared to a tornado most of my life. So I, very, not necessarily in a bad way, only because I'm always doing all these things. And restless, for sure. For sure, restless. I agree with everything that it said. The one thing I do want to add is I also just admitted to having a problem with people pleasing. So I think that if that is something that I struggle with, I don't know what it's going to say for me, but I know that once I'm going to add that to at least my own as an individual weakness. Yeah. So let's get into that. Um, 
Good transition. So the console strengths or the teacher strengths are strong pra practical skills, strong sense of duty, uh, and not the bathroom, uh, very loyal, sensitive, and warm, good at connecting with others. I think all of that's true. Um, I mean, just like every other human being, sensitive and warm is something we have to work on. I'm just, sometimes I'm cold. I don't mean to be it, but, you know, it all depends. Um, it's, not, it's not often, but when, it's, when it does happen, because it's not so often, it really stands out for people. So, But I agree with all of them. Um, except for them, them, them practical skills. I don't know how to, I don't know what a day-to-day -day task or a routine is. That's not You're true. being sarcastic. I'm being yeah. sarcastic. Yeah. Okay. He's being sorry. If I didn't read on the, on the podcast. So your weaknesses are worried about social status, inflexible, reluctant to innovate in, or improvise, vulnerable to criticism, often too needy and too selfless, which goes in with the people pleasing. Okay. So I'm, Okay. Social status, I don't worry about. However, building the podcast, I, ha I want to make sure that it is successful. So I can say that there is some. But before this, uh, how I'm viewed socially, it didn't matter. I mean, people want, everybody wants to be like that's a human emotion or a human feeling. Um, I can be very inflexible. I can be inflexible. That's not... I, I don't, I can innovate and I can improvise. I mean, we talked about many times about how I had an idea that had to change because for honestly, if Naughty came up with a better idea and it was better, it's like, hey, that's what we're going with. So I think, but I think I can be a little slow with that. And I think that that's accurate as well. Criticism. I think criticism bothers me more than I let on. I will be honest. I don't think I'm needy. I think I'm the complete opposite. I do everything I can to not be needy, and I think that that's a problem within itself. You know, not asking for help, not seeking support. When I was, you know, in my state of not working on my shit, I would do the complete opposite of trying to be needy. Okay, so I'm just going to... Oh, and I'm definitely selfless. No, no, you're too definitely selfless. too selfless. Too, too selfless. That is completely true. Yes. He definitely is too selfless. Um always help, trying to help people at his own detriment. Yeah. And I think that's how that gets into um, often too needy. Because if you're looking at this description, it says consoles need to hear and see a great deal of appreciation. If their efforts go unnoticed with people, the console personality type might start fishing for compliments. I don't think that you fish for compliments, but I do think there have been times where you, f f I don't want to say fish, but you're like, where the fuck is my recognition for all the ways that you for help real. people? For Be real. So I think that when it comes to that, I think there is truth to that. This that is 100% you want accurate. that you you're like I I'm bending over ten different ways for you, and I want you to just say like thank you and to recognize it. Um, and like when I ask for help, you know, to be helped back. Um, so I think that is how you are too needy. Yeah. Oh. Because I want that recognition. Yes. I want my flowers. I've been waiting for my flowers for a while now, and I haven't gotten them in many, many ways. But, I mean, I, something I'm going to have to work on. Don't get me wrong. It may never come, and that's okay. But I, didn't, I, don't, I hope, and I'm going to think about this too. I hope that I'm not doing everything to get the recognition. I'm hoping I'm doing it because inherently that's the thing that I want to do. But... Um, I think there is truth to mostly all of them. Social status, it didn't really matter until recently with the podcast. I, I also think that um, I'm with this, criticism. I, um, I, but I think that it ties into like with criticism. You, you might not, you don't might not care if people like or dislike you, but you care about the, you care about your status among the people that you like. Yes. And but but that's a but you care about your social standing with certain people that's caring about your social social status. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say it's inaccurate, but I know definitely here when we started this podcast, I'm like, hey, we want to be in good status because you know we get canceled easily. I mean, I don't know. I, we can be seen as unpopular. Nobody wants to listen to us. I want us to be successful. So I guess in that sense, I care. But also, I probably care in my personal life too. Like like Naughty just said. So let's let's not let me not try to 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 blow over that. But yeah, I think I think all of them are right. The only one that seems I would say a bit harsh to me is the needy. And I'm not saying it's, it may not be true. Trust me, it may still be true, but it just seems harsh. 
is the needy. That's it. That's really the one. I'm slow to in- improvise or innovate. I'm slow. But I'm not reluctant. Is, is that a, slow and reluctant seems kind of similar to me. Now, a reluctant could be like, mm, no, no. Slow is like, I mean, you know, you know, work it in, you know. It's like. I think you're saying the same thing in different ways. But like, whichever one makes you feel oh, better. Oh, what you talking about? That's me being right. a campaigner. <laughs> Let's move <laughs> to uh, back to Naughty. We're going to look at romantic relationships for campaigners. So um, romantic relationships for campaigners are beautiful and exhilarating. It's an opportunity for two souls not only to explore the world together, but also to connect on the deepest of levels. Um, they have a, they harbor a deep sense of longing to share their lives with another person. Um, as a result, though, if it doesn't happen or if they're with somebody, they're uninspired while they're single or when they're with somebody who isn't really uh, dedicated or returning it, there seems to be a sense of longing that still remains. It's just not being fulfilled. So they often may need to guard against investing too much um, into them, their relationship, and neglecting their sense of self. Um, naughty, off the bat. <laughs> what do you think I'm going to say? I think a lot of it is true. So I think you have a deep longing to... If y'all listen to the, again, the meet the episode, I legitimately sat here and said that I connect to pretty women. I'm not a prostitute, but that whole idea of just, you know, the, the longing is very true. Very, very true. Um, I know that, you know, I'm not, unfortunately, because I wish I was someone who could, like, have a fling and just be chill. That's not me. It's actually kind of sometimes it's like, what the fuck? Like, you know, because I've been single most of my life. Um and feeling unfulfilled in a, in relationships has also, like I've we've have talked about my last relationship with my ex boyfriend, that was a very one sided relationship, and I would bend over backwards to try to get this connection that I was just never going to get, and I never did get, which just caused other problems, um, you know. So I do think that that's true. I do want to share my life with another person. Um, I don't know necessarily if getting like I know I want to get married, but that's not like the the end all goal because. Excuse me. I feel like marriage can some like puts like this imaginary set of rules on something where you can be having a really fun time and a really great time, loving time, and then you get married and like things change. And I would want to be with someone who didn't think that marriage made rules, and we would make the rules of that relationship regardless of a piece of paper. Um, so I do think that that's true. I you know I like to write poetry. A lot of that poetry is written. Uh, when I like someone or when I'm with someone, so which is why there there's been no poetry for a while. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I do I do agree with that. I think that's all very very true. Unfortunately, can I read two more things to yep. wrap up? So in a world of dating games and rules, like you just explained, campaigners' willingness to throw caution to the wind can be a breath of fresh air, and. Campaigners know that lasting love takes effort and commitment, but they may become alarmed when the work of being in a relationship starts to feel like, you know, work. Yes. So I know for me, me, I'm like when it comes to work like a job, um, I I know that, you know, sometimes you have to work a job to get to where you want to be. And that's fine. But I do think that like the the whole point is to have a career and a career is something that you would do for free. Um, you, and I, I and when it comes to being in a relationship, I do think I have a similar philosophy. Yes, there are going to be hard times and um, and struggles, but that doesn't mean that you should that you should be like in pain for your love. Yes. So like if someone is hurting your feelings and causing you pain, that's just is that part of the struggle love? I think so. I mean, you gotta some, get through this pain in order to reach this goal oh. of low lasting love. And uh, and of course, you know, people hurt your feelings accidentally all the time. But I th- but there's people with accountability for it, and there's people that who do not. And that is the kind of when there's no accountability and people are co- consistently hurting your feelings. That's the kind of pain that I know that I'm not gonna go through anymore. I've been there, done that. I'm. That's not. There's there's work in a relationship, but it should not feel like work. It should feel like, you know, 
the work should feel even the hardest work should feel at least somewhat fun because you both you know that the other person is that is invested yeah yeah all right so and that is why i'm that's the love i long for you are longing <sighs> yeah i think that's probably also the problem but diff- different podcast episode uh so for consoles or for the teach romantic relationships Mm, I don't want to read that part. Okay. Prizing social validation and a sense of belonging so highly, romantic relationships hold a special level of importance for consoles. No other kind of relationship provides people with the console personality type with the same level of support and devotion and and the feelings of security and stability that come with strong relationships are extremely warming. And then a little highlighted point is Consoles don't do casual flings. They need to know that their partners will always be by their sides, offering unwavering support in marriage and family are the ultimate goal. Uh oh. <laughs> I mean, you're you're assuming that kids mean family. That's uh, not true. Got you, got you. Uh, I know I have a kid. Whoa, whoa. No, I know I have a child, but I don't think that you need to have a child or children to have a family. I think if you if you choose somebody to commit to commit yourself to that you can if you choose somebody to commit to for your whole life that's your family and that can be it and that is okay valid Uh, three is not the magic number it's two i choose you you choose me and we're in this together we're family that's it and you know you can quote me on that so i do think that when it comes to romantic relationships you are looking for someone you can be like you down for me i'm down for you we're in this together and you know they're invested. I'm ride for you. You're gonna ride for me. Yep. Exactly. I think that's exa- like that. I think is very true. I do want to say I don't do casual flings. I may have attempted to, but it didn't really always end up like that. So I, no flings, no casual flings. And even like with this podcast, it was like we were like, oh, we like to talk shit together. We should have a podcast. That was like a few months into our friendship, and then it was like, mm-hmm, yeah, let's have a podcast. And it wasn't until I think we were friends for like a year and a half that it was like, I have equipment so we can actually record. And that's when we started recording. Because it was like, so even uh, obviously we're not romantic, but even in that sense, it's like your friendships don't need, like your relationships have to be. next, so be ready. Yeah, like your relationships have to be secure for you to commit to something like that. Yeah. Anything else you want to add or do you want me to respond? Uh, one more thing. Yeah. So I want to also point out that this is under uh, the subtitle, A Tender Heart. If, they, if consoles feel like the support isn't there, such as when their partners deliver criticism, consoles can feel extremely hurt. <gasps> Shit. People with the console personality type dislike conflict and criticism, <laughs> which can make it challenging to address any problems that come up. Nothing is more hurtful or depressing to consoles than to realize that their partners don't respect their dreams or opinions. Consoles can be surprisingly tough and tireless in the face of hardship, but they need to know without a doubt that their partners are behind them 100%. Shit. Yo. 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 That, that's, that's pretty damn accurate. That is pretty damn accurate. And I gotta say, like... um. With that first, with that first, no, with that second line, um, like where you dislike conflict, your, your, I feel like your, your tagline is like, I don't like drama. Yeah. I don't I'm, like drama. I've and, had enough of it in my life. I'm over it. Yes. And, but I feel like sometimes that kind of, that mind state puts you in drama because yeah. it limits how people can react or their authenticity when they react to you. So I definitely see how that plays into your personality. Yeah. I, this is, I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes we do get hurt, especially when it's somebody you don't expect or somebody you care about, a partner or whatever. So, but, you know, again, it's something we got to work on. And, but even then, it's, you try not to escalate it. You might be hurt, but you don't escalate it to where it becomes a thing. Or that could be also the selflessness in saying, well, don't forget about how you feel. How can I make somebody else feel good or feel better? So that. That's what I knew we were friends when he was like, you hurt my feelings. And I was like, oh, I did. And then it was like a whole conversation. I was like, oh, we're really friends. Yeah. we. Because I've seen him be very selfless to his own detriment. So I was like, oh, and to people who he had been friends with or have 
are still our friends with for like years and years, like longer than I've been alive because you know he's old as shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm but um, well, um, but you know, so that was like, oh, that like we're really friends, and it just showed me like the my it changed my perception of friendship as well. Yeah. Um. All right. So that's good because now we're gonna move into friendships. And this is going to be the last one we have because we want to definitely introduce our new segment or re-go of a, a segment that we... Because we tried had. last week and now it's going to be official. Yeah. All right. So for Nordy, the campaigner, friendships, I'm going to just try to give a good sense of a broad sense of the campaigner. So for campaigners, friendship is an opportunity to see the universe through another person's eyes. With their trademark good chair, campaigners can turn any occasion into an adventure, an unforgettable dance party, an impromptu cookie baking contest, or a soul-bearing conversation about the state of the world. Um, for every idealist, campaigners may find it difficult to accept that they can't befriend everyone. Mm, I, don't, I don't know if that, that, that's for you. <laughs> that one is for me. You, you to, an extent, to an extent. No. Are you um, trying to befriend everybody? Uh, not necessarily befriend everybody, but when I stop being friends with someone, it really does like break my heart for like, I don't think there's, there's not many friendships that have ended because I make such a deep connection that I don't still feel sad that I lost like that. I, that's also to my detriment. Um, you know, like it makes me like it. Thinking about it makes me very, very sad, and I try to, re I do try to reconnect with those people, and then I'm like, okay, this is obviously not going to work, and I like that's it. And you know, you have told me like I have an issue with, um, with how people, or I did have an issue with how people perceive me. I feel like as I've come into myself more, um, I care less. What I care, I care less about if people like me or not. What I care m more about is if they respect me or not, because you don't have to like me, but mm. you're not going to talk to me a certain Growth. way. Growth. Yeah. Growth. You know, so like, like I think that's in there. Yeah, Growth. that's like when um, my supervisor, how they micromanage me. The issue was not if they like me. I was like, they're picking on everything I do. And for what? Like for what? And then I felt paranoid because I was like, is it because I'm black? Is it because I'm a woman? What could it be? You know, and it was like, what am I doing that makes them have to nitpick so much? Yeah. Um, just to wrap this up, I yeah. just want to say so. Campaigners are cheerful and supportive. They're nearly always up for a little lighthearted banter or a deep, heartfelt, emotional discussion about anything and everything. I do have to say, I really hate small talk. I feel like I'm not good at it. I met one of the teacher's friends, and I think the third, like, that they made a joke about being divorced. And I was like, oh, how did that process go? Like, this is not, and this is like over food and drinks the first time we met, maybe like five, ten minutes in. I definitely got to figure out what friend this is, but we'll talk about You know exactly what friend this is. Um, like off rip. And I was like talking about the podcast. I was like, you, just like off rip. Like this is, the, we're, we're going right in. And even, yes. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, now I realize. Duh. Yeah. Duh. Um, so, yeah. Or even, and when it comes to like the dance party, uh, uh, the teach took me out to uh, for my graduation. Yeah, you know, college graduate. Woo, woo. Um, you know, I'm sorry, I'm just proud of myself. And he invited his friend, who we're going to refer to as B Love. So we were all out together. B Love is the best. Yeah. Well, we're neck and neck. We're both the best. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yes, true. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> you see, look, I'm gotta be the center of attention, I guess. Um, anyways, this goes into my, my whole personality traits, but whatever. So we were like just lightheartedly playing basketball. All of a sudden I'm like, nope, I'm playing around the world. I got to win. I got to do this. And I was playing skee-ball. I was like, we were like, I had to really make it a whole thing. And I think, you know, I played up the night to be so much more than what it was. It was a great night. It was, but like you were tired. And I was like, no, no. I was like, no, we're going to go out. We're going to do this. And, and, I, I went. And, I kept, and I kept pushing it, kept pushing it. Like, how far can you make it out? And I think we ended up hanging out to like 3 a.m. Yeah, it was real late. But we had a great yeah. ass time. You know, exactly. And that's the thing. Or even when we went out for your birthday, I was like, Let's go to the next place. Let's walk right, around. Let's right, do this. Right. And then you were like, oh, I know this place. I'm like, great. Let's go. Went, and, and that was it. Yeah, you know, like, great. so I do agree with that, you know. But uh, you, but I do think that my cheerful, cheerfulness 
can also be like, it can be like a toxic positivity sometimes. Ooh, toxic positivity is definitely something we're going to talk about on this podcast. But that's for another day. Um, last thing I want to add just real quick, generous and giving. That's it. You think that's me? Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. We've talked about the gifts you've given on this podcast more than once. You, you have very thoughtful, very generous, very insightful gifts. Oh, thanks. Oh, oh, right. my heart is warm. Oh, and what's your personality? Let's go to... <laughs> so, for friendships for the teach or for um, consoles. So, the little tidbit is console personalities are also sensitive to the traditions of friendship. Seeing the support they offer as much as a responsibility as a pleasure. But and we I, want our flowers. Yes, but that's the, that's I think that that goes into the being too selfless. Yeah. Because you're like, this is my job as a friend. So and then you're not getting that back because other people don't necessarily see it the same way you do. That tradition. You know, this also says consoles have are a very social personality type, seeking large circles of friends and proving them, improving themselves more than willing to spend time and energy necessary to maintain these relationships. Loyal and warm. Consoles are known for standing by their friends no matter what and providing const a constant source of emotional support and uh, encouragement. That also plays into being too selfless, and I think that's very, very true to you. Um, you're always there for a lot of people. Even when they're not there for me. You know? Most of the time when they're not there for and me. And I do think... And I think Pretty much all the time. And I've said this to you a bunch of times. I think when, even when we first met, I used to describe you as, or I would describe you as, generous and, and kind. I do think that um, your empathy for people and sensitivity uh, is what draws people into you, and which is why you, can, you have such a variety of friends because that is something that will attract everybody and it's genuinely who you are and it can be it's a double-edged sword and is often to your detriment but you don't you have you haven't changed who you are because of that you know you're kind of you you're steadfast in yourself which I feel goes into uh the assertive part of your identity yes Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, I think, I think this is all accurate. I think this was eye-opening for me, um, probably for you as well. But this, a lot of this hit the nail on the head. I think when I said that some things feel harsh, you know how when you hear something and you know it could be true, and you're just like, ooh, it just feels, just feels harsh. And a lot of this... No, I got you. That, that turbulent part... Oh, like, yeah, we didn't talk about the assertive and turbulent. Yeah, the, the, I got turbulent for my uh, identity, and I was like, damn. I was I, like, fuck. I was like, I mean, I wasn't uh, surprised, but I was like, you didn't have to um, say it like that. You have to call me out. Yeah, it's the I word. I was like, you could, turbulent. you could have said that, in, I, but then how would it be? Would it be like assertive or like anxious? What, like, that's not a good word either, but I mean like, but goddamn turbulent. But I, I agree with it. We're working through things. You know, we're growing. Yeah, growth. I think I, I got assertive. I got 83% assertive. And I think the 17% uh, that I'm not assertive is when my partner says something that hurts my feelings. <laughs> when or I when I'm to... being selfless. That's probably 15% of it is when I'm being selfless for other people. And then 2% is when my partner says something that, that's a criticism. That's honest and he can't take it. I didn't say, we didn't, that's not what it said. <laughs> Let's not do that. That's not what, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you hear the criticism and it just, it just sounds harsh. I'm not saying it is harsh, but like, like, like Nordy was just explaining, when you, you're like, damn, that, I know it could be accurate, but that just sounds harsher than, you know, just a word. But I think that's where I am too as well. So um, anything you want to say? One, how was it taking this um, test? And how do you feel now that we have took it, we've studied it, we've really expressed it? How are you feeling about that? Uh, I, feel, I feel good about the results, obviously. I'm still not going to get that premium profile, LOL, LOL. But I will look at another free website to see what I can do to be more assertive. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not, you know what I mean? Some people like to pay for the trials, not me. Do not you know what Naughty is doing right now? 
She is expressing that she's going to work on her shit. Work on your shit. For on a budget because I'm not yes. I'm not paying for it. But either way, well. knowing what you have, what you can, finding the resources. She didn't say, Oh, well, I can't afford it. I'm not gonna do anything. She said, Here are the steps I'm going to take in order to try and find a way for me to work on something to make me feel, do, be whatever better. And I definitely have to do things to be uh, more organized. Yeah, we're working on that. But everybody's a work in progress and that's He's it. He's trying to have me work on it. But I'm so disorganized. It's not happening. So, naughty. Now that we are done. Anything for, that you want to touch oh, on? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I feel this is accurate. I think for me, there's things that's easy to just not acknowledge or to bury or to not say. But seeing this and really getting these results and then they i feel seen in a way like i'm sorry i feel seen to myself and that is the important thing people have seen all of this naughty has been telling me a lot of the things that has been on this but me seeing it and taking the test and knowing like yo i'm gonna be 100 percent honest and for that to tell me the same exact things i've been hearing i finally see it for myself and i think that is the biggest takeaway that i'm gonna take for today so i think that wraps it up yes it does all right so no do we have an option we can go to teacher's favorite segment or the new segment let's do the new segment okay all right so the new segment is off the cuff so this newest segment is just us having a space to talk about something that is trending being discussed or just plain all on our minds um this is going to be something we have no research on we are just talking about a topic based on what we think or we feel so, and it's a snap judgment, literally off the cuff. So, um, this week, off the cuff is going to be, and I'm looking, Nordy's looking at me like, what the hell is he about to say? Oh, yeah, we don't even discuss this ahead of time of what we're going to do. We just present it. So, off the cuff is going to be McDonald's. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. So, there was a viral video that came by about, uh, a woman trying to expose one of her baby fathers um, for bringing just his son McDonald's. Now, to give you a little bit of background, uh, the woman has four children. The father who's bringing the McDonald's is the father to one of the children. There are three other children. So as he's coming to bring McDonald's, um, the woman confronts him and is going to and I'm going to put this in um, quotation marks, expose him for not bringing food for all of her other children and just bringing food for his child. Um, Naughty, are you familiar with this? I have seen the video, yes. Um, if you can, just Google it. You can just look up, I don't even know, McDonald's I, drama. Yeah, I think I saw it on Instagram, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you'll probably see it. But Naughty, what's your take on this? So, oh, by the way, she is really angry she is expressing frustration she expressing the fact that he brought mcdonald's just for his son and all her other kids are hungry as well and they should also get mcdonald's she mentions that he does it every day that he brings food for his son and not for her other children um she expressed that she you know didn't have the means at the moment to do the same so she was help hoping she didn't express it this way i'm kind of being nice about it she was hoping that he would help her out and also bring food for her other children as well. So, well, in the video, she framed it as like, that, you know, like she wasn't going to get, you know, she wasn't going to have the money um, until payday. And uh, that it's in that it would be beneficial to this, to his son for him to see the, his father buying his other siblings McDonald's. And it, she, in her other, uh, other part of her argument was that like, if his siblings are hurting, then he's hurting. While I, that is valid, right? Because, you know, just I'm a community-based thinker. If one person's hurting, they're all hurting. I get that. Um, I think that there are just a few things in this video that I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think that it's the, it's the father's responsibility and obligation to take care of his child, not to take care of other children Word. and that that's just that's that um it it would be nice of him to buy them all mcdonald's but you know that but it's not his job i you know and if 
he's bringing McDonald's every, and even in the video, he says like, if you don't want him to eat it in front of his siblings, can you can send him down to the car? Yeah, he could eat it. Yeah. You know, we he could eat it here. And so, like, and I I understand that the the mother was probably embarrassed and frustrated because she can't afford to get McDonald's every day. Honestly, McDonald's for McDonald's every day is not the look. It's for, well, aside from it not being the look, it that would get expensive. Like at a at a certain point, it's going to get expensive, as you know, and it's hard to keep up, especially when you're buying all the other things in the house. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, uh, but all like this the the very unfortunate part is that because like and she ends up like throwing the food on the floor. Oh, so yeah. the the um, the most unfortunate part of this is that. Because of the altercation between the mother and father, the child did not get to see their father. So now that he missed this this uh, this like hour or whatever with his son, now it feels it the child is going to internalize it as like my dad forgot about me. He didn't show up, you know, because it, this, the level of frustration that, that this mother was at, I don't know how honest she would be about the father coming or not. Yeah. But even, and if she was honest, then the child is going to then internalize that his mom kept him from his father. So there's really no there's no winning in the situation at all. Um, I think that you know he's bringing McDonald's every day. I think had she asked if she had said like, listen, I know that you're gonna bring him McDonald's. I don't have enough money to bring to buy McDonald's for all of the kids. Could you help me out and get it for them this day? He might have been. Uh, what is it called? He might have been more into that. He might have been like, okay, I could do it this one time because we all we don't know how much money that this man is making either. Like we don't we don't know anybody's pockets, and I also I'm not gonna put the responsibility of spending money on people. Um, so I think like that's just that's one thing. Also, like the teach said, McDonald's every day is just not healthy. So I would have off rip. I would have said you can get him a snack every day get him something fun but not mcdonald's because like he needs to have a healthy diet he needs to have good eating habits but that's just me i you know i don't like it would be different if um i also think it would like these also also to say like these people are not together anymore i expect if i if i had um if like i have my daughter i'm not gonna have more kids but let's say i were to have more kids with another person, I'll be like, you're not going to treat these kids differently because you didn't father one. We're, we're one family. You know, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you have kids with them and you also have kids from a previous relationship, um, you chose to be in a relationship with me, which includes my kids. So that means like you have a responsibility to all these kids. We're not going to split and divvy up anything. Like that is unfair. I also come from a, a blended family. So that might be why I think that way. Me, my siblings and I, it was equitable treatment, you know? Yeah. I wanted to be quick. Well, we're running low on time. So let me just Oh, sorry. Say this. No off the cuff for that one. Donna, so let me just say this. So I think real quick, she looks bad. She looks bad because her whole uh, point was to try to expose him. And she just exposed um, herself. But yeah, she definitely exposed herself. Um, she says things. She throws the McDonald's on the floor. She says, that's why you're not going to see a kid. You know, it's, it's just things that doesn't look good for her. And it's it's just sad. And also, this is something that didn't have to be recorded. This could have been a conversation, but it didn't go to a conversation. Now, we don't know what before happened before it. I'm not sure what happened after it. I didn't follow up or look after it, but it just doesn't look good. And the exposing did not go. It didn't go as, it, as she intended. And that's the sad part. And there's kids involved. So that's always. You also in. I feel like you shouldn't be trying to expose your co-parent. If there's something that they're doing that's bad, call the police. Go to the court. Yeah. That's what you should do. Um, all right. So we ran long. But it was good. Do the recommends. All right. So we're not recommends, cutting um, Naughty and the Teach recommends. So here we go. Um, you're the queen. So you start. My recommendation is the one that flew over the cuckoo's nest. The Excuse me. I know that there's a book, but I've only seen the movie. The movie is great. I actually just watched it. So I recommend that. It has Jack Nicholson and Danny DeVito, Christopher Lloyd, and I'm sure a bunch of other famous people. But yes, uh, it, I think it's really, really good. You can dissect it in many ways. It talks, it, in the, it talks about freedom and what that actually means. So really good watch. 
um, yeah, so my recommendation is The Boys. I don't know if I did it before, but if I didn't, the new season is great. Um, it's a show about superheroes who are just shitty people. And when you have shitty superheroes living in a world that's sponsored by a corporation, they're going to do shitty things. Um, it is really good. It is really great. I definitely recommend it. I highly suggest it. The one thing we talked about last week was that America is like Homelander. And this is where Homelander comes in. Homelander is the equivalent of Superman in their universe, and he is fucking terrible. So if you want to watch a good show, a good drama about superheroes, if you're into the Marvel, if you're into the DC, The Boys is amazing. And I'm telling you, give it a try. They have some cool characters. It's, it's just a great show all, all around. So definitely The Boys. Yeah, if Doc- Amazon Prime. If Doctor Strange is, uh, oh, HBO Max for the one who flew over the cookie's nest. But if uh, Doctor Strange is like your hero and you're into like that kind of like trauma-based hero or like Hawkeye, you're going to like uh, The Boys. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. Um, so that's it for us in this episode. So this episode was about Myers-Briggs, the Myers-Briggs test. Uh, keep in mind, we're going to be doing a couple more of these with the different tests out there. There's some that we need to really understand, like our love languages and stuff like that. So we are definitely going to be on it. Um, anything you want to end the podcast with? No. If you oh, if you do your uh, Myers Briggs personality test, please send us a screenshot. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, us. DM us. Yeah, and if you want, request us for us to screenshot and send you ours. We have it on deck, right? We have it on deck. We have, have it on deck. deck. We'll, we have it on deck. We'll definitely share it with you. We have no problem. Let's get this bigger conversation going so we can get a better understanding of ourselves. But before we go, in order for you to do that, you can find us at on Instagram at Naughty and the Teach or at the Teach NYC or at Naughty Flower. Um, thank you for listening. Please, oh, please don't forget. Share this. Tell your friends about us. Naughty gave you a challenge last week to tell 10 friends at least about it. Big us up. We are real. We're growing. We appreciate all your support, all your love. If you do take this test, like Naughty said, please share it with us. We really want to know how it goes. Um, until then, we'll see you next episode. Bye.